Welcome to Brutal. the MMA podcast. Well, the British are coming. We're, we're going to get into the next UFC event, and we're also going to go over the fights from last Saturday. Um, great fucking fights. I was uh, presently surprised. I it was interesting. Was be yeah, one of the worst cards of the year, to be honest with you. That's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, last week we were talking about it. He was talking about it, saying, "Yeah, it's probably going to be a really bad, boring fight." When when I like, saw the Walt Harris fight got canceled, I got really upset. Yeah. It was just, it was like, it, it was like already a lackluster card. And when that fight got canceled, I, I knew there were some uh, banger matchups in the, in the in the woodworks that maybe Sean Shelby didn't like allude to as much. Like the we'll get into it right now. Uh, Evan Evan Elder versus Gennaro Valdez. Holy shit! That, that was, was a good fight. fight. Yeah, absolutely. I think there was four to five knockdowns in that whole fight. Um, mm-hmm. Gennaro kept it like in the mix. He dropped uh, Elder in the second actually after getting dropped twice in the first. And I was like, I was kind of rooting for Gennaro because I've seen his fights. He always gets dropped in his fights. It's just a talent of his. Yeah. It's like watching um, Charles Oliveira. He's going to get dropped, but he's also going to come back and kick I mean, ass. Yeah, I ended up watching the fight like a little later, but um, I, he had already seen it and he didn't spoil it. He just showed, after watching the first round, he's like, who do you think wins? And I was like, I just said Valdez because I was like, well, he's been dropped a couple times, so I feel like he's going to come back. And Valdez gives me that um, Dan Hooker vibe where he's just tougher than any yeah. of the fights. But Evan Elder showed so much improvement from exactly, his fight. Yeah. I mean, his technical striking is just off the fucking charts. But we're not going to like dip too far into it. Um, that was a really good fight. Great improvement from Evan Elder. And I, agree. I can't wait to like watch him in the future. I mean, Yeah, no, I, I, I now know his name. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. So it's, a, it's a really big improvement from his last fight. Um, and then after that fight, we had, um, I can never pronounce the first name. We're just going to say his name's Costa. Costa, yeah. He's, he's the fellow with the Vertiligo. Yeah. Um, very, his, very interesting. His striking, yeah. I knew it was already dynamic. Uh, this is the first fight he's had in the UFC with his original weight class. Uh, hmm. His first fight was in lightweight, and he actually kind of struggled with it. So coming into this next matchup, he was better cut. He was better prepared, and he really showed it. Austin Lingo showed like a very strong boxing skills. He was super tough. Stayed in there the whole time. I'm surprised he didn't get knocked out. Um, he ate so many body shots, and everyone that boxes and kickboxes can tell you body shots are way harder to take than any sort of headshot. They look gnarly They're, that whole time. Not only what did they look gnarly, he would do it where he'd he'd spinning kick the body right into the liver. You could see Lingo's hands drop, and then he'd body kick him with a roundhouse kick four or five times, and then mm-hmm. Lingo would still stay in his face and throw counters. Yeah, and it's just no, like next level toughness. Yeah, and I'll keep mentioning it just because we saw Dan Hooker not that long ago. It's that like gritty Dan Hooker toughness. I mean, Tony Ferguson has it too. Well, it's, most of the time, he still has the toughness at all times, but his chin can't last to the toughness. Every yeah, time, so. not not every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, after the fight, we had uh, quite a bad dislocation from Estela Nunez. Uh, rest up, get well. <laughs> Dana White with the, the, the L. weirdest L post oh of God. all time. Uh, Dana White just p- posted a picture of Estelle Nunes' uh, x-ray and just wrote the word L and then tagged her in it. <laughs> what? So, 
Why have you so disrespectful, bro? That's so it, weird. I felt so bad, but dude, it was a bad dislocation. Oh my gosh. Like, just if you, we'll put a picture on screen, but for those listening, it was literally like if you just took the forearm and you just kind of placed it down <laughs> in front, if, if you in took front off of the Lego brick and put to the side of it. <laughs> yeah. it. It looked really bad. It was pretty I bad. I could see Caitlyn covering her mouth from the camera. As soon as that happened, we were, we, we were all watching the fights, and Caitlyn just started like gagging because <laughs> we kept replaying it over and over. Yeah. And me and Nick were watching it and just being like, ooh. Well, she was like ooh. laying there after, like when it happened, it was gnarly. And then she, she was laying there. You could just see her entire arm was bent the wrong fucking direction and like twisted <laughs> sideways. Caitlyn is like, <laughs> she's squirming behind the camera right now. But uh, it was a pretty bad one, I will say. I, I, was crazy. Up. I mean, she she's not the biggest name in the UFC, but I mean, nobody wants to like end their UFC career like that. So I hope she rests up, at least has one more fight, can prove her like, you know, skill. Mm-hmm. But um, right after that, we had a really interesting fight and I really saw Terrence McKenney winning that whole first round. Um, he took a little bit of damage oh, at the end know. of that first round yeah. and it was extremely disappointing. I mean, Dominic that Cruz's sucked. least favorite referee was in there. Uh, Keith, the crackhead Peterson, and uh, th- there was a point in this fight where um, the, the the name uh, escapes me. I think it's Sadikov, um was was fighting Terence McKenney. Terence McKenney spent the whole first round on his back, and uh, he shoots in for the double leg, gets the double leg. He's he's under his hips, and uh, I I hope I'm not getting that name wrong. Sadikov grabs the fence for a full two seconds, shifts his hips up over him. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, okay, referee, at least slap the hand. Yeah. He goes to slap the hand, but then, yeah, he just he just kind of paws at it like a fucking fruity gay man. And it's ridiculous because he gets his hips up. Keith Pearson doesn't, isn't even getting a verbal warning. He just takes his hand away. And then he does it again, stands up, and while Peterson is touching his hand, he's still holding on. He's not immediately letting go. He's fully grabbing himself, giving him that self-advantage. And that was the fight sequence ender. That's yeah, the reason he. That's got all he needed, down. and, and it the was fight just got ended. he shifted his he shifted his hips above him, and did it. He grabbed the, the cage for like a total of seven seconds. Seven seconds of cage grabbing. That's crazy. I've never once seen it where a referee doesn't at least attempt to fucking stop the fight. Well, ninety percent of the time, when whenever they grab the the fence, it's maybe like half a second. It's like a, a second, and then the ref goes, "Hey, stop!" It's and they stop warning. it, it's and then they do it again, warning. and they do it again, and they say, "You do this again, we're gonna stop I've it." I've seen it where like a, a fighter attempts a takedown. He doesn't mm-hmm. even have it. He just attempts it, and the guy grabs the cage. Point taken. Yeah. And they give him the position. So but it's seven it's seconds. Absolutely fucking That's obnoxious. That Keith Peterson not only didn't give a verbal warning, he didn't give a verbal warning. He didn't attempt to stop the fight. He didn't reprimand anyone. He didn't do anything. Didn't he, take, yeah. he, he lightly slapped the wrist a few times. And it's extremely disappointing to see Terrence McKenney, not, not only from that, he gets pushed over from that position because he gets the unfair advantage of his opponent grabbing or disadvantage of his opponent grabbing the cage. And not only that, from there, his arm gets trapped behind him. And how are you going to defend it with defend a choke without one of your arms? So mm-hmm. he locks him in the choking and subs him. And I was so hopping fucking mad because yeah, he was screaming. It not was... only is Terrence McKinney a great fighter, he was winning that fight. He was winning it fair and square. I don't think his uh, striking defense has improved as much as I'd like it to, but that doesn't mean he still wasn't winning the fight and doing a good game plan, which is keeping it to the ground against a really good striker because maybe his striking defense isn't the best. But you can't take away a fighter's whole like game plan. 
Yeah. Because it ruined his game plan. He had a good game plan. He wasn't doing bad. He wasn't doing ESPN horribly. ESPN blasted it like, oh, this guy destroyed Terrence McKenney. All the comments, all I could hear in the comments was, oh, Terrence McKenney's washed. Terrence McKenney's shit. And maybe the striking isn't a million percent, but what the fuck? Yeah, not Nobody... a single person mentioned it for like what ten minutes? It wasn't like ten minutes I later when he will finally found someone. Like a fucking finally, a yeah. And I was just, where the fuck are they yeah. mentioning it? And and I just, I was so fed up. It's it's disgusting to watch that happen. And I just, I really hope Terrence, Terrence McKenney will get another shot. I think everyone that watches him loves watching him fight. And um, this next fight's really gonna matter for him now. He had a really yeah. hot start in the UFC when he started, and now he's getting a little bit cold. I hope he stays in. And I he mean, would, he I, needs I, another I chance. I still stand by the fact I think he would have gotten that win if it came down. I, I agree. No, I, I think he was doing very cards. well. And I think he, I think if he got that, he got that, that takedown, maybe he would have finished the fight from there. But you can't fucking take away a fighter's ability to fight. And that's what he was doing. He was allowing cheating. Keith Peterson was allowing cheating and didn't do anything to stop it. He lightly grabs Solon's wrist, and it's it's really disappointing to see the UFC hit that point where they don't care about the fighters. And I've seen it a lot recently. The, the two things that bother me most is the fence grabbing, because it's a whole part of the game with takedowns, and then back of the head strikes. That's it. Yeah. So often, where it's not even someone gets rocked, and I understand your first intention is to start hitting them as hard as you can wherever. Just hitting you their head face. somewhere, yeah. And I understand as a fighter, you just want to jump on it, right? And, but you still can't the back of the head. It's illegal. I've seen if you get yeah, hit once like, in the back of the head lightly, you can get fucking absolute destructive concussion. And and I've seen people who are like on the ground, and the person who's like behind them, or even who who's Start just sitting but like the this, back of the head is yeah, just slapping in the back. You might like, hear a verbal warning once. I've but I'm, I have, I'm, I'm I've honestly see. never heard one. I've never heard a verbal I've, warning. I've heard before. a verbal warning, but they're not often enough. I mean, my favorite yeah. fighter. Uh, as a prospect was Impa Kasanganai and the tubby got cut from the UFC. Really? He had a fight where he got wobbled and he started to recover and he ate six to seven back of the head hammer fists. Six to seven straight. Like just full, full power ones. back of the Damn. head, back of the head. He would switch it up but then two back of the head and then switch it up and then back of the head. And it was, it was so disheartening to see because the referee stopped it. And that was, um, that was, uh, Smith. Uh, I can't remember, a uh, bald African-American fellow. I just can't remember his name but, it's, it's really disappointing to keep seeing uh, referees not do their fucking job. Yeah. The only two referees I'm seeing do their job nowadays are Jason Herzog and then Herb Dean. And Herb Dean gets a lot of flack, but he's no bullshit. And that's why I like him. He, he's, he's willing to take a point if you're willing to test the rules. Yeah. No, so and, if you're going to hit someone's also... cup in a way that's going to actually affect the fight, or if you're going to grab the cage in a way that's going to actually affect the fight, he's taking a point. You're yeah, not getting he, he's point. taking a point, or, or if he makes a wrong call, he'll he'll admit what he did. He'll admit, okay, I'm yeah. sorry. He, he's, he's, he's admitted he's wrong before, and he's, admit, he's, he's willing to adapt for the sport to grow. Her and I guarantee really you, I guarantee you, like if Peterson, or I think it's Peterson, right? That, that ref, like if he, if someone pointed out the fact that he was grabbing it for seven seconds, he'd be like, oh, well, it doesn't really matter. You know, he wouldn't admit it. He's 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 known notoriously as like bad stoppages. He there was a notorious point where Dominic Cruz was rocked, but he wasn't out, and Keith Peterson stopped it as soon as he touched the floor, mm-hmm. and that was for the belt. And you gotta let a you gotta let a champion go on his on his sleeve or like on his on his belt. You know, like it's it's one of those things. It's it's disappointing to see. Yeah. But um. We'll, we'll, we'll go past that. I could rant about that for an hour. Rest <laughs> up, Terrence McKenney. Uh, I know you didn't take that much damage, obviously, but um, 
yeah. get back in the workshop, work on that striking. And uh, after that fight, I wanted to go over just, just, just slightly. I wanted to mention um, Norma Dumont chasing down Ch- Chelsea Chandler. <laughs> uh, Norma Dumont was chasing down chasing <laughs> Chelsea Chandler like she owed her lunch money. That was like, fucking she hilarious to watch. Full tilt buggy turned around. I was like. <laughs> like she was like running in Temple Run. And we'll the put it in. It was Norma Dumont. That was so funny. <laughs> it, it was. It was. It was a, that was a. That was the most interesting part of that fight. Yeah. It, it was, it was the rest of the fight was a little bit uh, obnoxiously boring, but um, mm-hmm. I, I think it was. It was regardless a good good win for Norma Dumont. Uh, she showed what she was worth, which she had really good grappling. But uh, yeah, we'll move on to the next one, oh, and we had a uh, Park Jun Young versus Albert Duraev. That was a good fight. That was, that a, was a really good Albert fight. Albert Duraev controlled most of the first round. Um, it was a little bit competitive. And I knew when I saw Albert start to gas out in that first round that Park would take over. Kate, mm-hmm. Caitlin's real flexing behind the camera. She called it perfectly with a second round submission for Park. I've seen Park go through wars with people like Gregory Rodriguez. So I knew he had a, that had that dog in him, you know. So uh, Albert Duraev... He's really good on the ground. Um, he couldn't get to the ground very much in this fight. Yeah, he tried. He tried he, over he and tried, over again. But he really couldn't, couldn't get it going. So uh, that mean, was his downfall. He gassed out trying to get the takedowns. And his striking was solid. Well, his striking was solid, but like Park was just eating that shit. He Park, for breakfast. Dude, and he then was he like, started boogieing. Oh my god. He was full <laughs> till boogieing. He was he, he just he, bro bro was hitting the schmoogie. <laughs> he was Ooh, oh shit! I, I oh, couldn't shit. contain myself. I started dancing in the living <laughs> room with him. It was so fun. Um, I, I love Park. He has a fun personality, and uh, he's real. He's real exciting. So that was that was a pretty fun fight. That was a really fun fight. And then after that, really surprising finish for uh, Francisco Prado. Um, I, I didn't have the young fella doing it. Oh, just muscle. Ooh. If I remember correctly, that was the a little early. It was a little bit right? okay. So. It's it's weird to say early in a way that I thought the fight should have been stopped, but I thought it should have been stopped earlier. Oh, yes, no, no, no. I remember. And now. then later, yeah, because it was really weird. Um, Ottoman Azatar uh is a really good striker, and I thought he was controlling most of that fight until he got dropped, right? Mm-hmm. And when he got dropped, he started getting brutally beaten, brutally. Yeah, like seven to ten unanswered shots none none of them answered and he should have been he should the fight should have, should have absolutely been and stopped. um I, I don't know why i'm struggling with his name um smith and mm-hmm. I, I know it's not anthony smith i keep thinking of lionheart i don't know why but um another bald fellow mm-hmm. <laughs> and um he let him get enough time to recover while eating those shots and then as soon as he uh dodged a punch and then kicked him off him then he stopped the fight yeah it was like it the, was really weird he gave him enough time to recover and then when he finally recovered after getting brutally beaten he stepped in to stop the fight and i thought that was really unfair because yeah. if you're gonna give him the illusion that he can fight to you know keep fighting yeah. why stop it there no he would he would have lost the but... doubt, oh i think he's still good and then stopped it while he was getting up. Yeah, and it was literally was like really... his leg was, it was the first time that entire exchange where his leg had hit the hip. He pushed him off and, and, he started to and bridge up. yeah, and he, and, and, and he was like trying, he couldn't hit. He was too far away. And it was like that moment. I was like, okay, well maybe he does something with this. He probably, okay. He probably wouldn't have, but that was the first moment where I was like, okay, maybe he does something with this. Yeah. And then the ref just jumped in. I was like, what? Yeah. And then the funny thing is, as I actually, when he got up, didn't look that wild. Yeah. Like, I think he actually He was pissed recovered. immediately. He, he was, was immediately really pissed. pissed. I if At the beginning, it looked like it was bad. It looked like it was real bad. 
but I don't think it was to the point where he was unconscious at any point. Yeah. I think he got wobbled and he didn't know what to do in the first few seconds. And then he figured it out, got that toughness and got up and, and then he stopped it. And I, I thought that was, was a little it was really dumb. The referees were a little bit on one. I yeah. Think those two, those two were a little weird. Started. So, um, still, still a great fight. Prado is 21 and he's knocking fools out. Yeah. So, uh, props to him. Great, great outing for him. And then uh, we had the co-main event, Jack de, Jack de la Madalena versus Basile Hafez. Holy shit, Basile Hafez with a UFC fucking debut. This guy, I had no expectations. I thought he was going to get knocked out in the first round. I've never seen this guy fight. I didn't have any good expectations for him coming into the fight. I, I thought Jack was going to put him on a stretcher in the first round. And that's how it looked in the first round. Yeah, no, I'll admit, yeah. It was just right Until, after the first round. But Zill yeah. started going for the takedown, which was the very beginning. So as soon as they walked out, I'm like, Jack's going to knock him out. And then he got taken down. And then he got taken down. And then he got taken <laughs> down. Over and, over. and Jack Dalmila couldn't do anything in that first round. And Bazil was still landing punches. He was landing strikes. He was staying active. He has a really good ground game. And not only that, he can eat a punch and throw one back. I thought in the, the, the near um, middle of the second to end of the third – Bazil, there was parts where it looked like he was going to get knocked unconscious, but he kept swimming. There was a part in the third round where Bazil started putting his hands down, ate like three shots, and I was like, it's over. It's over because he turned his head away from him. And then after he turned his head away from him, he dumped to the double leg and almost got it. And it was like he was staying on the pedal the whole time. I, I gave it to Jack Dalmalena. I thought the second and third rounds were, were somewhat close, but I think it definitely swung yeah, for Jack. I, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised Yeah, I wasn't all. surprised by the decision either. I was surprised by a split, I think, a little bit, but well, I, I mean, could see why you give him the second yeah. round. So it, it was a really entertaining fight. Jack Dalmalena proved he has, par- has heart. He's never been past the first round. Yeah, he's never been past the first yeah. round, and this is his fourth and this took UFC. Him I think it's his fifth UFC fight. And so it's good to see him battle some adversity. Mm-hmm. And still make it out on top with that fucking crooked ass nose. God, bro's nose is—it's so just not there. Bad. It's the opposite Dude, of mine. If your nose was like that. I it'd know. be like a fucking curb and skate three. It was. It, it... <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay. Put an image right there. Put an image, please. Some of the, some of the curbs in skate three are so tall. <laughs> oh my god. Well, yeah. His nose is like. I think I saw an image. Of of him trading a, a punch, and you just see like he gets punched straight in the no face, in but it's like it, it, it doesn't like a, change. It looks like a pug. It looked like a pug. It was like a flat wall. Yeah, like, I've seen dogs with that exact face before. <laughs> it's looks like he got nose, hit by yeah. by a frying pan. No, it uh, did. Like I think I you can't said, wait what? for him to fix that nose. I want to see what he looks you like. Said, you said you said he's not going to fix his nose until he gets belt. I think I think he mentioned that. He said, "Well, what's the point of fixing it if I'm going to get it broken again?" True. So, I mean, shit. Fair. I don't. So is he him. just? You think he's going to get belt and retire? Or? Uh, no, no. I I think he's just like generally like it. He doesn't plan on breaking his nose to get the belt. Yeah. But he's probably got to break a few bones to get there. I'm not exactly sure the exact like. Uh, implications but yeah. uh after that we had Myra Buena Silva versus Holly Holm didn't expect a lot from a lot from Myra but she came out there and beat an old woman's ass uh Holly Holm didn't really have a lot for her the first round I think went to Holly but she looked a little slow a little stiff and uh she got caught in a fucking deep darce and choked standing so mm-hmm. that's the second standing choke I've seen a woman do in like the last like nine months they've actually I feel like they've been picking up I never see guys do them but, yeah, um, but it, it was solid. No, I was I I think I called the fight perfectly. 
Uh, and yeah, everything just worked out perfect. It was a, it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, it was, so. it was a good, it was a good uh, main event. Um, yeah. I think that the co-main was kind of the people's main event after Brazil for sure, really for sure. put on the pressure. So I can't wait to actually see how Brazil does against someone with a full training camp because he only had like a week to train. So really, yeah, a, a week's notice to fight Jack Della Madalena, and he did that well. He it was like it was a split well. decision. So he 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 deserves and uh, earned his spot. That guy trains with a lot of really good fighters, though. Like he's trained with uh, Anthony Linehart Smith, mm-hmm. and Linehart Smith weighs maybe forty pounds heavier than him. So I mean, and and Anthony Smith was saying, uh, they mentioned on the broadcast that Basil's gives him him problems on the floor. That's so the crazy. forty pound weight advantage. I mean, ooh, that that's got to be something pretty interesting to see in the future. I'm kind of excited to watch his you know future fights as the time goes on. Yeah. Uh, and from there, we'll move on to UFC Vegas. Oh, pfft. is it? It's not Vegas. No, no, no not quite yet. Not UFC quite London, yet. They're too excited. Tom Aspinall versus Marcin Taivora. Okay. Um, this is where the we're British just go are over the main arriving. Card. What was that? This is where the British are arriving. The British are coming. The British are coming. I'm actually really hyped for this this, this card because I I'm actually a really big fan of some British fighters. Mm-hmm. Top of the morning to you, laddie. But that was not British. That was. was it? <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro, what Irish dude? You're gonna get fucking bombed. Do something <laughs> about it. Do something about it. Slap them then. <laughs> um. Okay. So we're gonna start off the with the main card. The the prelims are pretty good, but. Uh, not the most well-known fighters, so we're gonna just hop straight into the main card. The featherweight fight between Lerone Murphy and Joshua Kulabau. We have the undefeated 12-0-1 uh, Lerone Murphy. Really amazing kickboxing. Um, I've never seen a fight where he looked like he was gonna get thrashed. Um, I believe the only fight he he has is either a draw or it's a no contest. But Lerone Murphy always holds his own. Um, amazing overall fighter. I see him smoking Kulabau. Kulabau's got crazy striking too. He's from mm-hmm. Australia. Trains with uh, Israel Adesanya in them. Oh, cool. So he's got a really good uh, like grind set. He's real tough. But um, Will Murphy's too fast, too talented. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Sounds like an interesting fight. It'll be yeah. interesting. Then we got Jai Herbert versus Ferris Ziam. Um, Ziam uh, got, I think, choked out in his UFC debut against uh, Terrence McKenney. Uh, Terrence McKenney got the, the back in like the first round and got choked out cold in a rear naked choke. So um, Ferris Ziam isn't great on the ground and i think jai herbert's just way too rangy for him uh jai herbert has this great clip of him dropping ilio toporia so that was a very interesting clip yeah it was real interesting but um i think jai herbert gets it done the first or second he starts off real fast the clunch the black country banger jai (laughs) herbert what a name one of my favorite ufc that is a solid one i will admit that was a pretty solid one he's 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 real fun to watch his striking's really dynamic super tall for the division i don't how tall is he um he's a lightweight i think he's like six one six two what for lightweight yeah crazy rangy as shit and Ilya's like five eight so there was like a six inch reach advantage in that fight and Ilya still got through to him so um, of if course he did. If his chin holds up, give me a Jai Herbert for sure. And then after that, we got Paul Craig. Scottish Paul Craig. <laughs> he also identifies with the English. So whenever uh, the English has a card, he's usually on it. Versus Andre Muniz, the Brazilian black belt. This is going to be a great fight because Paul Craig is the only guy who's beaten the light heavyweight champion who just vacated his belt. He broke um, Jamal Hill's arm in their fight. It was it wow. was another bad referee stoppage. Talking of bad referee stoppages, um, he had him in a triangle, broke his arm, and then uh, Jamal Hill was still fighting. So there was a full twenty second period 
where Jamal Hill's arm was just flopping around. <laughs> Like like the wacky inflatable tube man, his arm was just flopping around, and um, Paul Craig was like smashing with hammer fists from the bottom. That's good. And then the referee I just looks and see goes that. and puts his hands on them, and then stops the fight. And I was like, "What the fuck?" But um, Paul Craig is is one of the best submission artists in UFC. He's submitted Jamal Hill, and he's submitted um, oh, what's his fucking name? Magomed Ankalaev, who's only lost once in the UFC, I believe, and just his most recent fight was for the belt. So he's beaten two of the top contenders and one of the champions. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Paul Craig. Paul oh, Craig. Oh, Bear yeah, Jew. yeah, yeah. Bearju. Uh, that's. Yeah, yeah. That's a we we name. love Paul Craig. Paul Craig's hilarious. He sounds funny. He's a ladies' man. I hope that's the right accent. <laughs> no, it is. Paul Craig. Okay. He literally okay. talks. He literally talks. <laughs> I swear. I swear. I'm not that bad with this. Um, and Andrew Muniz has amazing, amazing ground game. They mm-hmm. both are a little bit lackluster on the feet. Muniz definitely is better than Craig on the feet. Craig doesn't really beat anyone on the feet. So I, I can see if it goes to the ground. This being one of the best light heavyweight scrambles we've ever seen, to be honest with you. So I'm really excited if this one hits the ground. Uh, if Muniz is smart, he keeps it on the feet and knocks out Paul Craig, to be honest. Uh, Paul Craig's the one who got hammer-fisted to hell by a Johnny Walker. Oh, really? Remember the one where he's just ding, 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 <laughs> ding. That was, I think, the first time I've ever seen Johnny Walker fight. It's like a guy ringing the yeah. bell, dude. It was, that was a brutal fight. Um, I love Johnny Walker. But uh, I love Paul Craig, too. That fight was so, like, like heartbreaking for me because it was like two of my favorite fighters fighting and then right after that they did johnny walker versus um uh ian kutalaba which are like two of my favorite fighters so they always do these fights where it's like my favorite uh prospects fighting each other and it's the hardest thing to pick a side but, i can um, imagine yeah i haven't fight, experienced that yet i'm not gonna lie you don't got a lot of favorite prospects though you well yeah favorite, i have none i don't have any watcher. favorite i just kind of <laughs> Casual. <laughs> uh, shut the fuck up. Okay. Teen crumpets. Listen, listen, listen. Okay. I I have really bad food. I am the English. <laughs> you know I, what? I lost I feel, to peasants. I feel so colleagues. bad. I feel so bad for all of the UFC fighters for that event because they're going to walk out hungry as shit, wanting to go eat some burgers, and and they're going to walk out to fucking English food. Do you want tea and crumpets? No, fucking no, London. Thank you. Fish and oh. chips? No. Chips means French fries. Fuck you. Do you want mushy peas on on? <laughs> On what? On chips. On, on the they put mushy. That? They put mushy chip. Fuck, fuck. Mushy they're, peas they're, on on fries. That's and, fucking disgusting. And unsalted fries. Stop. stop by the stop, way. Stop. I don't. And that's that's a delicacy. I'm that's upset. what they like. I will never go to London. Fuck that shit. I'll go to London. I just won't eat. Yeah. I'll do that fasting period. <laughs> <laughs> that's for a full Perfectly hours when I'm there. Um. After that, we have Nathaniel Wood, Andre Philly. Uh. Put a picture up if you can. Nathaniel Wood, when he was fighting, wait a second. Okay, he's back down to featherweight. Holy shit. Uh, Nathaniel Wood, when he's a featherweight, is so fucking shredded. It is ridiculous. What was he before? Uh, he, he fought in lightweight in his last fight. I thought he was sticking lightweight. to lightweight, but here it says featherweight. Hmm. Um, in featherweight, he's the, he's so fucking shredded. There's a picture of him. He has he has veins all down his abs. They're on his that abs. That shredded, really? They're on his chest. They're on his face. He just looks like veins. He's like a railroad map. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> um, Nathaniel Wood is going to fo- is, is going to fucking smoke Andre Philly. Andre Touchy Philly. <laughs> I love it really is. Yeah, Touchy Philly. Touchy Philly. Um, he's going to get... F- <laughs>
What? That is wretched. Uh, um, Andre Philly has a really good boxing game, really good striking. But Nathaniel Wood has way better um, striking, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, all of it, honestly. So give me Nathaniel Wood by sub, like second round or knockout. Uh, he hits way too hard. He's super technical. But I don't know why he's down at featherweight. He was doing really good at lightweight. I might be mixing it up. He might have gone to down to bantamweight, and now he's back at the featherweight. Either way, the higher weight class he was in, he performed way better. So well, has he fought place. in featherweight yet? Guaranteed, he's fought in featherweight. I've seen him fight in featherweight. I mean, like recently. Like, I don't remember if he dropped down to bantamweight. Is this like his first one? No. as of recent no, being in featherweight, I don't think no? so. I, okay. Either his last fight, he fought in lightweight, so he's right back to it. So okay, featherweight. Yeah. But either way, either way. So um, he's been jumping between. He, he's trying to figure classes. out his place. He's yeah. trying to figure out his place, and he won his most like th- I think four or five recent fights. He's really fucking good. Um, I think he's only lost to one guy in the UFC, and that guy's a savage. So um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but if I mentioned his name, you'd know him actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we have uh, Molly McCann, and not saying that fucking name. Uh, Molly McCann has some of the most viral female knockouts of all time. She's a spinning uh, uh, knee. Sorry, <laughs> spinning elbow. Spinning knee. I was That'd like, how did that work? I've never seen a spinning knee. That would life. be very interesting Walker to watch. Do a spinning I bet you he could. I no. bet he fucking could. And then he'd look up at the camera like... <laughs> 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 and then they do the edit of the Neanderthals. Yeah. He did a video with his brother where they his brother was supposed to make his UFC debut uh pretty soon here, but the fight just got canceled. Uh his brother's really good too, really good fighter. Are they similar individuals? Mm, uh Johnny Walker is just a freak, disgusting athlete. But his brother doesn't look like as much of an athlete, but he's jacked as shit. Too. So his brother's like the mo- his, more. His brother's smaller too. Is his brother like the more normal version of him, or are they both just like? I think they're both wild as shit. Okay, cool. But I think Victor's like a, I think it's in Victor. Um, if if I'm wrong, correct me. Uh, but either way, uh, where the fuck was I going? Oh, spinning knee, fucking <laughs> retard shit. Whatever. See, Molly McCann had a really good spinning elbow, and in her most recent fight, I had her winning. And she got fucking brutalized by Aaron Blanchfield. She got put in a crucifix and ate maybe 50 to 60 unanswered strikes. And then the fight got canceled or stopped. By the so, okay. So it was, I was a really good showing from Aaron Blanchfield and it showed those levels to this game. So hopefully Molly McCann can come back with a win. The chick she's fighting is 10 and eight. So she doesn't win. <sighs> Molly McCann's um, really big, good friends with Patty Pimblett and Patty Pimblett's like a huge figure. Yeah. So they're like a dynamic duo whenever they fight. So, uh, yeah, that's why she's the co-main event, to be honest, because the, fi- the chick she's fighting is not worth it. So Either you way, think, you think if she wins, the chick she's fighting is going to be kind of booted? I don't know. Probably. She's 10 and 8. I don't know what her record is in the UFC, but it's not fucking good. Uh, we have finally, finally, Tom Aspinall is back in the fucking UFC, baby. And he's going against Marcin Tybura. We all know how this is going to go. If Marcin Tybura wins, what the fuck? The only way he wins is if Tom Aspinall's ACL snaps in half again. In his most recent fight, Tom that, Aspinall was fighting Curtis Blades, and his like meniscus and ACL just like you know exploded. That sounds. It was the very beginning of the fight. Thirty fun. seconds in, steps back on his right knee, doesn't even do anything explosive. <laughs> Bro has an atom bomb explode in his knee. <laughs> so uh, that sounds very. That sounds like it feels really good. The way he was screaming in agony and holding his knee <laughs> after looked like he, he got a nice massage from the Asian lady. Could you see anything? No, from, okay, it was so just it was internal just like, damage. You can't damn. see it. Actually, uh, I saw a slowed down video. When he stepped back on his knee, you could see the knee ripple. You could see like a pop. 
You can imagine the internal of his fucking ACL just going and popping and snapping in half because there's so much tension on it. Oof. Um, I remember seeing that and I got really uncomfortable. Now that he's cringing it. again now. <laughs> uh, I actually gagged, I think. That was a really bad... Because I, I didn't see it at first. I didn't see the first two times. Then you watched the slow-mo. And I watched the got... slow-mo of him stepping back on it. And I've never seen it where someone steps back and you can see like the internals of his knee just explode. And uh, Tom Aspinall, in my opinion, is the best heavyweight on the planet. He's fast. He has good submission skills. Um, he's beaten everyone in the UFC that he's fought except for Curtis Blades. And I had him. I had him gonna beat Curtis. I had him going to beat Curtis Blades, and then his knee fucking exploded. That's so I'm really happy to see him back. It's been almost a year since he's fought. Um, Tybura's good. Most recently beat like a fucking bum. I think. I think he beat like Alexander Romanov or some some. The UFC rankings for heavyweight are pretty dog shit. So um, there aren't that many, are there? Hey, there's 15. That's it? <laughs> well, there's 15 in the top 15 is what I'm saying. Oh, But what okay. I'm saying is they're okay, dodgy. Like, like Blagoy Ivanov's in the top 15. And bro hasn't... He's 43 and hasn't won a fight in like fucking six fights or some shit. It, it's not six fights. It's like three. But he, he fights like shit. And Alexander Romanov just beat him. And it was like a close fight, which is fucking sad to say. Because Romanov also lost his last two fights. Either way, the UFC light or heavyweight rankings need to fucking be boosted. But yeah, um, really excited for the British to come back. Fucking yeah, the British the are coming. The whole nine. Uh, get Michael Bisping commentating on that, please, with his one eye looking ass. Uh, Michael, Br- I don't know who that is. You know Michael Bisping? Is? No, God, you're casual. My Michael Shut Bisping the fuck up. was the first I'm, ever. I'm not casual. I'm new. Um, that's casual, by the way, because you only watch main card. Um, all right. Hey, I don't only watch it. He's up. Um. We should, uh, we should sip on some tea while we watch. I fucking hate tea. Why do you hate tea? I'm just, I don't like tea. What kind of tea have you had? All of it. Bet you he's gone out, I've he grabbed one of coffee. these, and then he's just like thrown in some wa- some hot water and he drank that. Probably better than whatever the fuck slush you guys drank from that fucking sub place. What? Remember the, the tea you guys got? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that we went to fucking Jersey Mike's and that, su- that sucked. Okay. It was, it was literally just pure sugar and like... <laughs> AIDS in water. Speaking of AIDS, Caitlin has AIDS. Yeah, Caitlin's really <laughs> dying in the background. Dying from a behind the camera. <laughs> 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 Don't die before we go to fucking Utah. We're gonna see fucking UFC 290, 291, and fucking Paulo Costa's fight got canceled. No way. From El Scarov. Uh, I'm so fucking excited about it. Um, there's why? no official statement, but apparently, um, it's because they're trying to book Hamzat Chimaev and Paulo Costa, which is a better fucking fight. Okay, that's but fair. I'd I like to see, see that. Paulo Costa in fucking person. So well, it's yeah, I hope really he goes. Wait, so okay, they canceled the fight, and Paulo Costa is just not going to fight now until they. Oh, that's dumb. But they they haven't announced what if the it's injury from Paulo Costa or if it's because they're just rescheduling stuff. Mm-hmm. But either way, it's sad. It robs the fans a little bit. I bought that ticket knowing Paulo. Costa. That was the biggest draw for me, honestly. Really. I wanted to see Paulo Costa fight. I've always yeah. been a huge fan of him. He's a he's a he's so fucking funny. He is. And all he's this, hilarious. His commentary is funny. All this shit. And he's also a fucking freak of nature. And he has one of my favorite fights of all time between him, him and Yoel Romero. And the, the Luke Rockhold fight was good. The Israel fight was good, even though it got destroyed. I mean, he's fun to watch. He's always fun yeah. to watch. He's never had a boring fight. So it, it's upsetting to see. But yeah, um, I had a point. Oh, Michael Bisping. Michael Bisping was the first ever English UFC champion. And uh, he got the belt while missing an eye. He really fully didn't have an eye. He got head kicked by uh, TRT Vitor Belfort. You know that guy that was like really jacked? And then he got yeah, off TRT yeah, yeah. and got fucking fat. <laughs> that guy head kicked him into the shadow realm. 
and just like obliterated his eye and he still fought he fought like seven eight more times he beat anderson silva with that eye he became the ufc champion with that eye he was he like fully blind fully through blind. it he didn't have an eye his eye was like gone just the, gone the retina was attached so they still let him fight no so what happened is he would lie on the test he'd have his friends help him memorize the eye test before he went in oh that's so cool and he also he's one of the most charismatic fighters i've ever seen and he, he talks good shit so it's always great to see him on these English cards. Hopefully they have him on this card and he'll be chatting his shit as usual. He's one of my favorite commentators. I got I got him up there with like Joe Rogan, honestly. So uh, it'll be good to see him hopefully commentating this one. He always is London. So I imagine he'll be for this one too. That'll be interesting, yeah. And I, I think that wraps up the fights. It was a good podcast. So. Uh, yeah. A lot to complain about, a lot to be happy for. <laughs> Get uh, to see like nine British people go ham next oh, week. That'll be fun. I love seeing I the think. Brits. The Brits are so enthusiastic when they, it's just a crowd pop you hear when mm -hmm. the, they come out of that London crowd. It just gets me going. Yeah. So uh, excited for the fights. Absolutely. Yeah. And, well, uh, you we'll guys have a good weekend. Yeah. See you guys next week. Adios. Adios.